What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cheer Up Podcast. Hey, if you guys are new to the channel, if you guys are new to the podcast, thank you for stopping by. If you guys uh, have been here before, again, thank you for stopping by again. I appreciate you and I appreciate you listening. These are real stories, real conversations with real athletes, real cheerleaders, coaches that I'm having, and I'm really getting to enjoy listening and getting to know them, how they started from from not even not even being even being to able to do a cartwheel to now being coaches and tumbling and all this and how they started their cheer career, it's just so much fun and and to hear this perspective on life and on if they're a cheer coach and how they coach their athletes, it's just super cool. It's super cool. So again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for being here and listening. And uh, today's guest is none other than Dom Toscano. He's a tumbling and stunting cheer coach at one of the top gyms in South Florida, Palm Beach Lightning. And that's where my girls go, all three of them. And so without further ado, uh, here's this episode with Coach Dom Toscano. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to Cheer Up Podcast. My guest for today is one of the coolest dudes I know, man. He is a former Top Gun athlete back in the day. He is a former Palm Beach Lightning athlete that we don't know yet. That could change later this season. <laughs> um, and then, and he's an amazing tumbling and stunting coach at one of the top gyms in South Florida, Palm Beach Lightning. Let's welcome Dom Toscano. Woo! Yeah, baby! Yeah! <laughs> What's oh, up, man? I love your energy, bro. Yes, man. Always got to come with it. Always got to come with it. Yeah, How man. I'm I doing good, man. How about you? Yeah, we're alive and well. We're out here kicking I, it. I know. Another sunny day in South Florida. Well, at least for now. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, man. So, look, let's, let's, get, let's get into it, okay? Let's get into it real quick. Um, how did you start your cheer career? How did you end up becoming a cheerleader? How did you end up saying cheers? What I want to do as a sport, or were you doing something else prior to becoming a cheerleader? So prior to me actually being a cheerleader, I was a soccer player. I played baseball just growing up through as a kid. And I remember one year I was watching the world cup and I saw a soccer player score a goal and do a backflip. And I was insanely intrigued at how he was just able to flip his body over. So when I was playing soccer, I got this bright idea. I want to say I was 14 years old, and I scored a goal. And then just right then and there, just, all right, here it is. I bought the most janky-looking back tuck you could ever – I wouldn't, we wouldn't even call it a tuck. My, in my profession, we would call it a whip. I threw my head back so fast, my hands just flailed out, my feet whipped over, and I landed back on it. But it was at that moment I was like, all right, that was really cool. Flipping is really fun. I was about 14 oh. years old. 14 when you did that? Yep. Wow. And uh, so after you did that flip, what, like, how did you get into cheer? How did you like, okay, I can do a flip, but how, how did you go into cheer? Yeah, you could have done gymnastics. Very well, good enough. I had a, I have a younger sister and she, all throughout our younger years, she was a cheerleader. She actually cheered locally for Wellington All-Star Jags back in the day. And my mom, she didn't, it's not that she didn't want me to get into cheer. She just thought I I was excelling at so many other avenues in my sports with, again, with soccer, with baseball. And at that point in time, I kind of got to a, like that point in soccer and, and my like baseball, I was like, all right, I don't really want to do these sports anymore. So I kind of like stepped away from them. 
but my mom wanted me to stay in sports. So she's like, well, you know, your sister cheers. Why don't you look into, you know, trying it out for yourself and took me to the gym and kind of history kind of just set itself, set its course from there. Uh, how old are you when you, when you, I was 15 when I actually set foot in the gym and I committed, this was, I want to say in 2004, 2005. Wow. So you had no technique, no nothing. You're just you're starting brand new. Just, just 100% brand new. Just, you know, just a kid that wanted to just flip himself over, had zero air awareness, but just <laughs> beyond brave for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. But uh, so where did you uh, begin your true career and what, what gym? Um, Wellington All-Star Jags as well. So sure, my sister had joined there. I forgot the year that she had joined, but I, I joined there, I want to say, about two years after she did. And I started off on their junior three team. We were junior three co-ed. I competed with them. Or I was with Wellington Jags for about two two years or so. And then I made a move to Cheer Florida in 2008, 2007, 2008. And then after that, I went to Top Gun in 2009, 2010. Oh, wow. Damn. Well, so, 2000, sorry, 2010, 2011. Oh, wow. So you went mm -hmm. to, from there to Top Gun. Let me ask you a question. When you, when you first started cheer, was there any other boys? Or were you the only boy? There, no, there's actually there's a few other boys in the gym. Um, I think there was four others, and they were on the level five team. What well, that's well, it was yeah. They had just started doing levels when I like shortly after I got into cheer because before when I started cheering, it was like you know, it was broken down as like a, what's it called beginner, advanced, and intermediate. It was it was interesting, and then they actually gave like levels to all the different um, ages. Yeah, they gave le le ages. Well, not just the ages. They gave levels to the to the to the skills that they were performing. Ah, the skills. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So I was on the level what, three team, the other guys on the level five team. Oh, did, how did you feel going into an all-girl sport? Not saying that it's an all-girl sport, but at the time, as the only boy that did, did uh, where the other, where the other boys were like, yes, another boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, they, they, they were probably hyped at some point in time when I started kind of getting more on their skill level. I mean, it's just, you know, as a, I guess as a guy in the sport, you know, you see other guys coming in, you're like, oh, I'm better than you. So that they kind of maintain yeah. that, that, that level over me. So it was kind of, it was, it was kind of cool because like, they didn't like treat me horribly. They didn't like, you know, they didn't just brush me off. You know, they, they brought me, they welcomed me to the gym. But I mean, like, you know, I'd say it was more so, I was more so excited because I was one dude on a team of 19 other girls. Yeah. Exactly. And you were flipping you what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was completely happy. It was cool. Oh man, oh that's awesome! So when you went to Top Gun, um, you cheered for Top Gun, and majority of the athletes, um, that age out, um, have cheered for Top Gun, and become coaches and stay with Top Gun. Why was that not the case with you? Um, why was it not the case? I want to say it wasn't the case for me. At the time that I went to Top Gun, I was already working full time for Chase Bank. And I had uh, my banking career pretty much set up, you know, set up and going. And I was more so focused on just the cheering aspect. And I was coaching uh, locally here. I worked with uh, Ultimate when, in West Palm Beach. And then I made the transition uh -huh. to Palm Beach Lightning in 2014. But once I started working with Palm Beach Lightning, I was, I was pretty, I was really, I'm actually really happy working with them. You know, I've learned an immense amount of knowledge with, with the coaches I've worked with since, since joining. But, um, 
yeah, it's not that I wasn't, you know, given that opportunity or anything. I, I think, you know, my opportunity was being able to cheer down there and compete with some of the best of the best. And right. that was, that was more so my focus. And that's what you did pretty much. Yeah, exactly. What I did. You, you got, you got it in you. Did you ever win world summit or anything with Top Gun? I, uh, a second place champion at the world's competition. I got second place in 2011 with international six shout out to all my i6 homies um and in 2019 with 66 shout out to all my 66 homies <laughs> you won second place or or you got first place the second time oh no i got second place both times both times uh i i think you told me a story about when you got second place something somebody dropped a stunt or something like that i mean i don't want to point any fingers uh, i mean you know, <laughs> You did it right. You I was like, learn. I don't want to point any fingers. And then you, yeah. you, you live and you learn. You know, I look back. Yeah, I look man. back at that time. I look, especially as as an athlete, you have to look back at those moments. And it's like you can't beat yourself up for things that happen because you train so hard to be in that moment. And sometimes those moments don't go the way you plan them to be. You know, yeah. And yet you live with it, but you you move on from it. You don't just sit there and let it beat you up. It's like I'm super proud of not only myself but my teammates for what we accomplished. And that that one. Hold, I hold that I actually hold that one near and dear to my heart because it was a short, short span of a uh, training for me for that, that 2019 season, because I wasn't on the team the entire season. I was on specifically four worlds. Oh, wow. Damn. They brought you in. They're like, we got a secret weapon here. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was that the second time or the first time that you guys uh, got second at worlds? That, that was my, that was my second time getting second at worlds. And that's when you dropped the stunt the second time? Yes. The oh, man. Yes, Damn. That, that that must have sucked. But at least it's like you said, it's a learning curve. It's a, it's exactly you, you're living, you're learning, you adjust. Exactly. Oh, so man. now I get to train my athletes and, you know, I get to train my athletes with that mentality. It's like, just keep training. Don't, 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 don't be, don't beat yourself up from your failures. Learn from them so you can make your, your past failures, your future successes. Nice. Very nice, man. Very nice. Okay. So tell me, tell me about one of the most memorable moments in your cheer career, either. Well, let's do this as an athlete and as a coach. One of the most memorable as an athlete. Um, I'd have to say one of the most memorable ones was my very first year on Top Gun on International Six. I had never competed at the NCAA nationals in Dallas and it was my first time competing there. You know, I'm, I'm nervous as all get up, you know, and you know, we day one, great performance day two. I, I was a little shaky, but you know, luckily we, we made it through the routine and we ended up taking first place at NCA. And it was my, it was again, my first time competing at NCA. And wow. it was just, it was such a great win. Like, I don't think I've ever been so like, happy in my like entire cheer career at such a young age and again i was only i want to say 19 maybe 19 20 at that time so it was, it was really big for me in that accomplishment in that sense as, a, as an athlete especially coming in for the first time first time to to a huge competition because it was huge back One in the biggest. day right still well, is still oh yeah still is yeah no yeah i'm saying like back in the day it was huge right oh, Not yeah. a, wow that that's that's amazing and what what about uh as a coach that, that that one's tough because you know many <laughs> years I've been co- I feel like I've been coaching a lot longer than I've actually been cheering now. So I have I, 
the you know the me- the memories are endless for like you know the the greatest memories are endless as a coach. One uh, pick one. That's a tough one, Fredo. That's a very tough one. Uh, <laughs> anything you know, as a coach, you, like maybe you, like. It does, it does some, even, yeah. maybe something that an athlete said to you you know something that that like really touched you as a coach it doesn't have to be like competition or winning like, or anything no. like that yeah as a coach I, uh I've, I've had some i've had some really great athletes actually not some i've had many great athletes over the last decade of coaching uh i think one of my one of my one of my proudest moments was uh, one of my athletes who went on to FSU cheer, she she made co-ed, shout out to Ellie Baxter. Um, she said some of the most kindest words to me just in the process of, you know, going through her tryouts. And when she finally made it, you know, I think that was, for me, a very proud moment as a coach. And I've, I've had other athletes, you know, go on to do college cheer. And that's that's super important for me is getting them to not only realize like it's not just about the high school cheers, just not about all-star cheers, just what you can still further your career with. And I think that was a very proud moment for me is with just all the hard work that she not only put in, but that we put in together to get her to that point to try out and make the team. That was, that was a very proud moment for me. Oh, wow. That's amazing to see that growth, right. To be able to see that yes. growth, watch yes. her and, Most then, important. and then try out and make it. Mm-hmm. And that you are part of that. That's amazing, man. Sure. Dude, that's you. that's awesome. Um, explain this to me. I got <laughs> I got an uh, I got a DM okay on Instagram, <laughs> okay. and I didn't quite understand it. Uh, but this person, uh, Maddie, shout out to Maddie. <laughs> she's the one Maddie. that shout out to Maddie because she's the one that said you should get Dom on the podcast. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll try. And I was already thinking about it, but. Um, she's the one who like actually pushed me to go ask you. So, and mm-hmm. um, she wrote, he's an old timer back when all-star cheerleading was like shebang. Like, like he did the stop. I lost my glasses on double, double, double five. Dom was my cheer liberty before he was my cheer coach. LOL. Can you wow. tell me uh, what's happening there? What's What's going on? I I was hoping you could tell me. <laughs> I mean, I I first off, first and foremost, just... I I've never once considered myself a true liberty, and I will never. Um, I'm thankful that you know Maddie was pushed you to get me on the podcast. I, I, shout out to Maddie. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, I that that was a that was a very fun year on Double O Five. You know, stop. I lost my glasses. You know, we found them, and then we danced with them, and then I got a a nice action shot looking like I did not look like I found my glasses, you know, my glasses all over here. I had an awesome pose. I was smiling. I was smiling, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know what was happening. How about that? <laughs> That's awesome, man. But, but let me tell you something. One fan, one, one fan that thinks you're a cheer Liberty. Hey, you got one. That's, that's I'll, important. I'm you, know? Appreciative, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you go, all your athletes are your biggest fans, bro. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm their biggest fan. So at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's mutual. Oh, that's awesome, man. Let me ask you this. Um, what made you become a cheer coach? And what is your favorite part about being one? What made me become a cheer coach? 
I've had some great coaches throughout my my cheer career. And I know I, I started coaching early, but what actually motivated me to, to get better was just, again, just the, the different styles I, I was coming across from my early ages when I first walked into Jags, Cheer Florida, going down to Top Gun. Um, great minds. A lot of great minds just really kind of influenced me to just learn from the things they did or, they again, that they may not have done. And no shade to anybody. Again, it was, it was all pointing me in the direction of what I want to essentially become for myself, um, uh, a coach that can provide the knowledge like that was provided to me, a coach that can, can not stress so much about success in like first places and stuff like that, but success within the athletes themselves and instill that, that drive to want to be great. That's what kind of, that's what motivated me to be a coach. Oh, wow. To make an impact on somebody else. 100%. Man, that's awesome, brother. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, say, all right, I got another one for you. In what way would you say cheer has changed your life for the better? It gave me a purpose. Cheer gave me a purpose. At a young age, I wasn't sure what my purpose was. You know, like I said, many other many sports I played, cheer kind of kept me on the straight and narrow. It, it gave me it gave me a sole purpose to become a a, a stronger uh, more a stronger a stronger version of myself mentally physically emotionally you know you, you challenge yourself as, a, as as an athlete and more so as a coach as well yeah it's true um there was one thing you said but uh especially having the challenges of having that athlete right um to make them even better than you as you were an athlete that's I think that's quite a challenge, man. And that's man, I I raise my hat to you because I know you, how you manage so many kids in that gym, man. And it's like I see I see how you interact with those kids. It's just amazing, bro. I I remember taking a picture of you with all the lit, uh, lightning bugs. Were they the lightning bugs? I can't remember the light. It was, and might, then they might, like might have been love bugs. Remember? Do you remember that photo? And they were all like, yeah. And you were like, yeah. oh. it was just like a great yeah. photo. I want to see my if I yeah, I know, if I, I know exactly what photo you're talking about. I know yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a great. Place. Yeah, and uh, it's just you know, it's it's just amazing to see how you interact with all the kids, and um, and how they look up to you, and uh, and sometimes you don't even realize it that somebody's looking up to you, but yeah, you're making a big impact on these kids, you know, mentally, uh, emotionally, physically, you know, pushing them to to reach their goals as far as a cheerleader goes. Yeah. It's great. great. So let me ask you this, as far as being a cheer coach, now we're in that topic. What would you say are, are, are really good characteristics of a cheer coach? Some really great characteristics of a cheer coach, I feel would be um, a coach who is constantly trying to better themselves so when it comes down to the coaching aspect, they're able to relay that information that they've trained themselves to understand to help the that whether it's the younger generation or the the athletes that are before them help understand as well. Um, to a good another good, good characteristic would be to instill something in their athletes that they could take with them outside of cheer that they could you know put into life skills, whether it's um, 
teamwork because think about it you whether you if you're on a cheer team you know you're working with a group of athletes and then you could take that teamwork aspect and you could take it into a career whether it's you know working like i did in the bank where you have to work with a team of of, of mother's bankers tellers and your branch manager or you know working in say say like a, a newsroom where you have to work with a team of you know videographers anchors and things like that's so like so it gives you like a, that it gives you life skills so a good characteristic would be you know being able to provide not only the information that you have obtained for yourself for your field of work but also things that they could take with them outside of that that field of um athleticism yeah yeah i was thinking i was i was i was listening to another podcast right and um and there was one thing that says what's uh something in the same realm and i was like being to able to take being able to take um constructive criticism you know a lot of a lot of kids nowadays you know or some kids you know they get hyped up you're doing a great job yeah you're doing good but they don't tell them you know you know yes you're doing wrong or you know what i mean it's like a cheer you're constantly not trying to make them perfect but trying to get them that good technique would you agree like that constructive criticism every time you can do this better, you can do this better, you can do this better. They can take that onto a, a working environment. They, they could. It depends on how, you know, the, the criticism is being provided because you at, as, at the same, at, with the same respects of wanting to make sure you correct any mistakes, you know, it is always beneficial to inform them of what they are doing correctly. You know, we call it a positive sandwich, you know, yeah. give them, get, tell them what they've done, what they've done correct. Give them a, give them like that, that correction that needs to be fixed and then end off with another positive of what they, again, what they, what else they could be doing correct or what, again, reinforce what you did correctly. Um, so again, you know, being able to be constructively criticized, it, it can, it's going to be beneficial for you in the long run, because again, in your workplace, you're not always going to be perfect. Not yeah. everything you, you do and go for is going to be perfect, but at the same, with the same respect, being able to accept the, the correction, and make that change can ultimately help in better, better you. Right. Yeah. How did you take, uh, how did you take constructive criticism when you were at cheer? Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I was, I was young once. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I, I thought I had all the answers. I thought I knew everything. So it's funny to actually reflect on this because, you know, I don't think I took constructive criticism very well. <laughs> and that's putting it lightly. That's, yeah, oh, really? I, in, I your, in, your tumbling, or in your tumbling or in your tumbling or your tendencies? All of above. All of above. I wouldn't sit there and tell you I thought super highly of myself when it came to tumbling. I, I There was a point in time where I did feel I got you know stronger and I was able to do a lot more. And I was always willing to ask questions of other great tumblers that I got to you know be alongside with and be like, hey, how did you do that? okay and kind of like tried for myself but you know stunting you know i would feel like you know i would muscle everything up i would never have the best of techniques and you know my coach would always kind of like get on me about that they're like i am but or i'm trying but you know but and i'd always you know give that little rebuttal and it's the same thing as a coach now that you know i, I nitpick as like if you knew you'd make the right correction <laughs> so, <laughs> so i can say as an athlete That's my funny. constructive criticism intake was i was not the best at it <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and now you see yourself in that athlete that's giving you that little you know, 100 percent. you know what 100%. i mean <laughs> i do i know i know the perspective i've been there <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny man yeah that's that's interesting i want to see that so um <clears throat> moving on to the um, 
we're getting closer to the Instagram questions. I'm telling you, that's for sure. Oh, um, um, as a cheerleader, can you tell me, like, either, yeah, as a cheerleader, because we, I mean, technically you are still a cheerleader, but you're a coach. Um, what, uh, what was one of your, your biggest weaknesses? Uh, one of my big, biggest not, weaknesses. I, I let me guess, not being able to take control of criticism. <laughs> <laughs> that that could have very well been one of my one of one of my weaknesses. I could say that. Um, one of my biggest weaknesses as an athlete growing up, mm -hmm. I would say, was yeah. my attention to detail. That was, I'd say, one of my biggest weaknesses. I was so focused on the overall grand picture. Like, I I was doing my tumbling but I wasn't sticking and standing. I was tossing these stunts up, but I wasn't maybe locking out my arms perfectly every single time, or I would stumble in my steps. So was, I'd say my biggest weaknesses as an athlete growing up was my attention to detail. Ah, cool. Do you instill that in your athletes now? 100%, 100%. You have to, especially now with how cheerleading has evolved over the years. You know, yeah. sometimes it really comes down to those tenths of a point that you're going to miss out because you might not have, locked out your arms in your fully extended stunt, or you might not have squeezed your ankles together in your back handspring before punching for your double pulls, you know? So that's, that's something you always want to make sure you instill is like, you know, my weakness was, I was, my attention to detail was a little lackluster, but now my athletes, they understand more so now than ever, because that's something very big that I focus on now. Right. Can you, can you just quickly run by <clears throat> with me the difference between how cheerleading was before and how cheerleading is now as far as like <clears throat> technique and what the judges are looking for now and what they didn't look back then. Cause you're, you're telling me about the legs and, and this, and you know what I mean? So I, I, you know, I, I, again, speaking from personal experience, when I was an athlete cheering, uh, I noticed that, you know, from what, from what I've seen now, I feel like there was a more, there wasn't as big of a breakdown of what skills were expected to be thrown. But if like, you could, you would know back then what were top quality skills at that time, you know, versus now there's a, a whole rubric breaking down what, what is expected for each level. Back then it was more so like kind of like, I wouldn't say a free flow or like a free for all, but you know, you knew what the top level five skills were tumbling wise. You knew what the top level five skills were stunting wise. Mind you, I say level five, because it was back then it was level five now it's level six but right in that time in that time i'd say the the biggest difference was uh just the, i feel like the performance the performances back then were just very different not saying that oh, the performances really? now are bad it's just it was, it was cheer was just at a at a very at its like peak stage with the musicality behind it with the, the way that athletes perform the routines the way the routines were formed like it was very innovative not saying again, not saying anything isn't innovative now because there's still very new styles that are coming out, still very well, well put together uh, routines. You know, it's just, I feel like just in that time when I was cheering, is musicality definitely made a big difference and the overall performance. So you're saying the, the musicality and the performance was better back in the day? I mean, uh, again, not taking personal opinion, personal yeah. opinion, yes. Oh, yeah. wow. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Because, you know, how. There's some gyms that they had a lot of flair to their stuff, and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I would I would have thought that back then it was not as much as now, but you're saying back then it was. Wow, that's oh, yeah, interesting. You know, you, that's it. Well, you still, you, yeah, 
they yeah, pioneered. There, there was some there was some very interesting stuff that was pioneered back, back in the cheer, cheer early cheer days. Right, because nobody's seen that. Right, yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. Wow, that's that's pretty cool, man. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, opposite of your weaknesses, what do you think are your biggest strengths? My biggest strengths. Yeah, I know that's a hard question because a lot of people can see negative in someone. Like I'll tell you my weaknesses all day long, but it's hardest to actually reflect on your strengths. What are your biggest strengths? I can say that my biggest strength. Well, one of my biggest strengths was my my drive to not want to quit or give up, especially in, in a moment like of a performance. I again my 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 first NCA win, my only NCA win. Um that that year I tossed my rewind stunt and I caught it and I didn't catch it at the top. I caught it and it was kind of like forward, but had I dropped it, I might not have won. But it was the fact that I fought to keep that stunt up alongside my side base and my flyer. You know, we fought to keep it up. It was just, I feel like that's one of my strengths is I don't, I don't quit. I can't, I can't just give up. And, you know, whether it's in training or whether it's in performance, I just want to always either do better or do one more rep because, you know, until I'm, until I'm crawling out of that gym or out of that practice, you know, I, I just want to keep going and going to, to my fullest capacity. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I see you work a lot. When you were on platinum, I remember that those platinum days, man. Dude, you were a beast, oh, yeah. bro. Yeah, practices and everything. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, those were fun times. And I think you were injured at that time, were you? Uh, Did you? Were I, you going through an injury yes. or something? Always. Uh, always. I, <laughs> the, the body, <laughs> the body is broken down in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I've had some a great chiropractor over the years, and a, and a great access to uh, different physical therapy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just a great physical therapist. How about that? <laughs> oh man, that's funny, man. Because okay, for for those that don't know Dom, um, geez, this guy. Okay, for one, he considers himself old. I mean, I don't know how old you are to be in cheer, but if you look at this guy tumbling, I mean, dude, it's sick. I mean, <laughs> I know there's a lot of sick tumblers out there, so don't get offended if oh, I'm a sick tumbler too. You know. Don't get offended. This is this is one of the sick tumblers that I know personally. Uh, also with Robbie, I, I you know shout, just in shout case. Out to Robbie. Shout, shout out to Robbie, to Robbie because, right dude, that that guy is also sick as well. And I got a video of both of you doing a standing full. Dude, that was the sickest thing I've ever seen. I mean, you guys, I think uh, males in general, just males that tumble and cheer are, are dope as fuck. Sorry, beep. I'll be better out. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that yeah, because there's kids watching this, so they're dope as hell. Yeah, um, no, it's it's cool. It's definitely cool because little side sidebar. Robbie was actually somebody I viewed on YouTube at an early age for tumbling. I I look back and I even I even tell him about one of his old Daytona videos where he was tumbling in the grass at Stuntfest, and I'm like, yeah, bro, like you you're probably one of the reasons why I wanted to get even better at tumbling because I saw you doing some of the craziest stuff when I was first getting into cheer. I was like, I want to do that one day. Wow. So, and you're 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 there, bro. I mean, you see, I mean, those I'm that old. don't know Robbie I'm again, <laughs> yeah. This this is the thing. The guy says, "I'm old, I'm old." But when he tumbles, he'll just out of the blue, like I'm photographing over here something, and out of the blue, I see him on the corner of my eye. He's boom, back to flip. I'm like, this guy just does it like no problem. I'm like, how? That's awesome. We we'll call yeah, that we we'll call my ADD standing full. I'll, I'll be coaching, 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 standing full. All right, we still got it, guys. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be a cheerleader again. He wants to compete. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me ask you this. I know you become 
when I see you every time in the gym, you're super, super hype. The energy is like up here. Right. But uh, do you have moments where you're like down here? You're like, you're like, you know, you're not feeling it emotionally depressed. Do you get those moments or, or not anymore? That, that is a very great question. And to be 100% honest, there's been many moments throughout my cheer career whether it's as an athlete or even as a coach where you, you know, you do maintain such high levels of energy, happiness, you know, you put on the smile. Um, we always, one of the things is, you know, sometimes we have to say, fake it till you make it, you know, for that two and a half minutes, you put on that fake smile and, you know, no matter what's going on in a day, you, you focus on that performance or no matter what's going on outside of cheer, you have this practice. Um, yeah, I've definitely had those moments where I wanted to give up. I had those moments where I just want to say, you know, forget this. I, I, I can't do this anymore. And, uh, no, it, it was very hard. Um, I, I couldn't, I can, I can honestly probably pinpoint some of those moments, whether it's down to certain years, but at the end of the day, when I as an athlete, when I walked into the gym and I saw my teammates, that was one of my biggest, biggest factors for constantly, you know, pushing myself is. They would see me. I would see them. It was just go time. Like it was, you know. I, I get. I got to put aside my fears. I. I, I always use the term out like this little um, analogy. Take leave your baggage, your emotional baggage, at the door. It's gonna be there when you when you leave. You can pick it right back up when you go when you get back in your car. So I use the gym as my escape. I use practices as my escape. No matter how hard the practices were, no matter how bad I was getting beat up, no matter how injured I was or having to push through, um, I just knew that the person next to me was pushing equally as hard. And that they were they were expecting the same from me, so I just I couldn't give up. I couldn't just let myself, you know, let whatever whether it's depression or you know just my um, my emotional barricades prevent me from just you know continuing. And the same thing as a coach now, you know, I get to I walk into the gym, I get to see all the coaches I work with. You know, we're hyping each other up, we're hyping the athletes up. You know, bouncing still ideas off one another, and it keeps you going. It, just that you know just the the camaraderie i kept this kept me you know motivated do you do you do you anything do you do anything outside of work to kind of <clears throat> combat depression because like you said you leave the baggage out the door but once you walk out the door you pick that bag up and what do you do to kind of i that? so i take i take that that baggage i carry with me and i put it on the dumbbells that i pick up and I push those things over my head until my shoulders, my chest get sore. You know, I, I you know, just, I keep that with me because yeah. it's added weight at the gym. You know, I, I like to work out. So outside of, I like that. outside of coaching, it, I, I just, you know, again, we, we all deal with things, whether it's mentally or, you know, physically even, you know, it's just, we just take, we keep, obviously we carry it with us. So I take yeah. that with me to the gym and then it nice. sits with me as I, as I'm doing all my workouts and I love taking it with me in the cold plunge. Yeah. I, oh, I sit, yeah. I sit with, oh yeah. I put I put my body in that cold plunge for about five minutes and whatever you know baggage was with me, it just drowns out because it can't it can't handle the cold. <laughs> nice, bro. I love that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dom. So uh, we're gonna the Instagram Q and A. Some people want to know uh, your answers on. <laughs> let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear what we got. They have questions and you have answers. Um, so okay, so one of them is it's one of your athletes actually. Um, so Arena wants to know what makes a great athlete in your eyes. A great athlete in my eyes would be someone who's 
willing to push themselves past their limits, even when they know that it's going to be tough. They know it's going to be a struggle. They know that it's almost going to be not impossible, but difficult. That a great athlete is one that's going to push past any any barrier that's going to be set before them. Again, failure is inevitable, but you got to understand it. In order to be great, you got to you gotta just got to push through it. So that's a great athlete to me. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Cool. And to be great, you got to fail. You to be great, yeah. you got to try, right? I agree. And if you don't, if you don't try, you don't fail, and you don't succeed. There you go. Um, all right. I have a second. Another question. Uh, let's see. What is your biggest motivator for staying in the cheer industry as long as you have? My biggest motivator, I would say, is the opportunity to guide this generation to the the enjoy the passion that I that I've that I've grown for cheerleading. Um, again, over the years, I've learned so much, and it's it's what keeps me going is the fact that I get to keep introducing a lot of athletes, whether new or old, to something new for them. Um, I'm always trying to trying to find new and innovative ways to train. Um, sometimes my old methods work as well, but it's just the, the 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 option of being able to show these kids what they're capable of. That's what that's what keeps me going in this cheerleading cheerleading thing. Oh man, that's awesome. Um, I have another question I have from the Graham. Um, let's see, what are some certifications? This is more as far as certifications. Somebody asked, what are some certifications uh, uh, someone should get if they want to be a tumbling coach? Um, USASF, getting your certifications for tumbling. I'd say starting with level one, learning the ins and outs of, of all the level one tumbling fields and then correlating that to your level two, three, four, five, and six. And yeah, just going through USASF, getting your background check, your membership, and going through the that that training right there. That certification is what I was what I received. So anybody want to do the same thing? I was just going through the same going through the same process. Now I, you don't have to, you know, because I mean I think USASF is more so for being able to go into the competitions as a coach. But if you want to, you know, have that backing of certification, definitely head down that route. That definitely helps for sure. 100%. And uh, another question: How do you plan out your weekly lessons for group lessons? What is the coach? Oh, never mind. What is? How do you plan out your weekly lessons for group lessons? Um, well, and usually, uh, if I'm not reaching out to my athletes on my team or reaching out to individuals that have have previously inquired about doing private lessons with me, um, I usually will plan it out through again with the parents you now scheduling whether it's the private lessons or if I have classes that are already set, just making a game plan of what I want my athletes to warm up with where I want to attack for that class or that private. Um, I try to do that with like, at least with a good day or two in advance for the, for the setup of like weekly private or private lessons and group classes. I try to do that like a week, a week in advance or so. Uh, I see. Yeah. Cause it could, it could get really hectic. I'm sure. Right. Exactly. I have a question from one of former athletes, cheer mom, Melissa, um, I know you've stunted with her and, you know, you guys used to be, I believe on the same team at one point. So she wants to know what is the coaching philosophy? I'd say a good philosophy is better yourself to better your athletes. You know, you, you can't, you can't just be stuck in your ways and expect somebody to be better. You know, you have to constantly be willing to learn and be willing to grow. 
as you would, you know, your athletes, you want them to constantly learn and to grow. So just because you know what you know, doesn't mean you have to be stuck in that. A good philosophy is, you know, continue to, to continue to teach yourself and grow for yourself. So you can relay that same, that same, relay the same thing to your athletes. Lead by example kind of thing. Lead by example. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I have this final question for you. Um, not from the gram. This is my, my final question. So this is the last thing before we go here and wrap it up. Let's say all the cheer videos online, all the knowledge about cheer, right? That there is social platforms, everything, everything, everything disappears, right? And then you are the only one that has the cheer knowledge, right? And oh, then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you're left with one athlete, right? And then let me ask you this. What are three valuable things that you could pass on to this athlete so they can be successful? Just say, everything's gone. There's nothing. There's no like, oh, hey, go to YouTube and watch this or nothing. There's nothing. Just you and this athlete, you have all this cheer knowledge. What are three valuable things that you can pass on to this athlete so they can be three successful? Three valuable things I would say to pass on if there was no access to nothing else whatsoever, um, I'd say the first one would be don't settle for less than what you feel is perfect while practicing. Always strive to not, always strive to uh, not, it's not practice makes perfect, it's strive to make perfect practice, if that makes sense. That's yeah. one thing is, you know, there's, again, you know, practice doesn't just make perfect. It's perfect. Practice makes perfect. That was a great, great thing I was taught. Um, that's, that's one thing. Um, second thing would be to constantly push others around you, not in a negative sense, but to motivate, I'd say constantly be motivational, not just for yourself, but for others around you, because it, you know, if you uplift those around you, it, 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 it can just constantly grow up and grow to be something bigger than what you could ever imagine to be. And last but not least, block out negativity. Block out negativity because, you know, negativity could snowball. And like, again, it kind of almost goes hand in hand with, you know, build up those around you. You know, you build up those around you, you build, you build a solid foundation to make something so much bigger, blocking out the negativity. You know, it's going to, it can help you focus on, you know, what you're, what you're accomplishing you know, yes, like we've said before, you know, failure is inevitable. But you know, if you only focus on the negative aspects of failure, you, you prevent yourself from from growing or, or getting better. So once you block out that negativity, you just kind of keep your focus on your goals, your your future successes, your or your future failures that turn into successes. You know, keeps you on the straight and narrow. Awesome, brother. Awesome. I just want to give you a round of applause, man, because you've been nothing but great, brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you uh man dudes first of all for being on the podcast uh, no, honest um, pleasure thank you for having me on thank nah, you man yeah no problem man um and then second for just being you man just being you uh you're always with that hype energy oh there's mindy she's like <laughs> mindy's like that's mindy like, that's hey, dom's puppy that's dom's girl just so you know yeah look at her um that she yeah man i haven't seen her in a while brother yeah she'll come to the, she comes to the gym once in a while <laughs> everybody that's mindy 
and just, you know, just being you, man, coming into the gym with your energy, you know, like you said, you leave whatever you have on the on, outside, of, outside of the gym. I, I could never tell, you know, you always come with a positive attitude, hype energy. And I love that the kids get to see that part of you because that in, in, in a sense, they get that energy and they, and they express that same energy out to, you know, to everybody else, which, you know, mm -hmm. it's great, dude, I'm telling you, Palm Beach Lightning, dude, they, they, you're the biggest asset. You're one of the greatest assets of Palm Beach Lightning. Thank you for everything you do, my man. Um, if you guys didn't know, Dom also coaches one of my daughters, but in general, he, he technically coaches all of them because they're always in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They, my, my, my little gym rats. <laughs> yeah, the little gym rats, man. They're always tumbling and stuff like that. Always, but yeah. always pushing, always working. Yeah, exactly. Thank you again for being on the pod. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate you. Of course, I appreciate you. And you know, I'll be, you know, I'll be seeing you every single day in the gym, my man. <laughs> you know, right. keep, yes, you keep, know up, right. keep up all the great work with your photography. You know, it's uh, awesome. It's awesome to see what you do. You know, the kids love it. It's it's awesome that the parents get to see that side of them while they're in cheer because you know they get to see the competition aspect, but you kind of you get to bring light to the 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 practice of it. You know, the struggles, the the triumphs. You know, they get to see it. You know, so shout out to you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, bye. all right, Dom. Thank you so much for being on the pod, and um, I'll see you guys later. I'll leave. Do you even have anything, any social media that I can put on there? No. Um, you know the coach Dom Toscano. That's that's the one that you can reach out to me on or follow up on. If you have any questions about tumbling, stunting, anything cheer related, I'll leave Dom's information in the it. description below. Subscribe to the channel, and you know, just reach out to this guy. All right. Thanks, Dom. Again, I appreciate you, man. Peace. God bless, brother. You too. Later. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs>